Hello, and welcome to Black Girl Squee, the podcast where we celebrate Black film genius with a I am your co-host, Enda Lorne. I am also known as In This Corner on the Twitters. I am Didi. I go by Dust Daughter on social media. And together we are uh, at Black Girl Squee on Twitter, Tumblr, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. As I said before, I am at In This Corner on the Twitters. Didi is at Dust Daughter. And we are both at Black Girl Squee. You can also email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Seriously, we do check email sometimes <laughs> uh podcast is available like we said on apple podcast and google play podcast and your favorite podcatcher by using our rss feed and of course you can find all of our episodes at our home host uh, blackgirlsquee.simplecast.com a couple of housekeeping notes we do have a spoiler policy and our policy is we spoil shit and sorry we are not sorry but uh, if we talk about a TV show, a movie, or a book, or something like that, and chances are we might spoil it. So just, you have been warned. And also of note, as you heard at the top of the show, we squeeze really loud, we cuss a lot, and of course, we talk about dick. And again, we are not sorry because, like I said, we are grown. Okay, so. Let's be glad we don't record the beginning of the show, because girl... yes yeah the the thirst is strong in this in this (laughs) yeah (laughs) so with that we'll get into our squeeworthy news and do you want to start us off sure thing so our first uh article is about big frida that's new music out that we'll talk about later um, Big Frida talks about forging unity through the power of ass. <laughs> um, it's an article, uh, interview that she did with them, um, magazine. Uh, Frida talks about growing up singing in choir and she thinks that bounce music and gospel music have things in common. She says, quote, it's about bringing people together regardless. The gospel music, people come together and sing and clap and unite, rejoicing through music. The same thing with bounce. It's just the dynamics change a little bit. The rejoicing is still through music, but it comes through the power of ass. (laughs) That energy of bringing people together was so instilled in me when I was in choir that it comes out in my performances now. Um, her new EP Louder has more pop elements in it than previous albums and about that she says I'm just continuing to try to grow and to take the music to the next level with that comes better production and a change in sound I still want to keep a bounce element in it because that's my roots and it reminds my fans hey I'm still the queen of bounce but I'm also stepping into a new element musically. It's always been a goal of mine to continue to bring bounce to the mainstream, to be on the charts. Uh, And Frida says that she wants to make bounce mainstream because it opens doors for other artists like myself, other artists of the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, when she's not 
thinking about world domination through bounce music and the power of ass. She's also working on her dream home. She wants to call it Frida's World. All right now. <laughs> so to Big Frida, Queen of Bounce, we give a big scream. I love Big Frida. She up. The power of ass. Yeah, she kind of makes me miss New Orleans, even though, yeah, she makes me wish I'd gotten to know New Orleans a lot better than I did when I was there. I really do. Okay, but uh, moving on. Uh, Next uh, bit of Sweet Weather News from Vanity Fair. We have a profile of Viola Davis in which she says, my entire life has been a protest. And in case you didn't see it, dear Lord, the photos... The photos, oh, breathtaking. Even, even you know, when you know about the stories behind them and stuff like that, she still just looks immaculate on these, on these, um, in these photos. And this is also, uh, I think, the first time in Vanity Fair's history that a black person has shot a cover for the magazine. But Under your history. Talk, yeah, yep. we're not going to talk about that though. We're just gonna sit I mean, here and we could, we could but yeah, but we want we're gonna sit here and we're going to admire Viola Davis's excellence right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, a few highlights from the the cover story. Uh, she says she wanted to join the protest after the murder of George Floyd, but her friend and neighbor Octavia Spencer convinced her to not put herself or her loved ones at risk of contracting COVID nineteen, which is understandable. Uh, instead, she said they had a neighborhood demonstration. Her husband joined, as well as actor Yvette Nicole Brown. So, yeah, I can see that. Uh, she says, I feel like my entire life has been a protest. My production company is my protest. Me not wearing a wig at the Oscars in 2012 was my protest. It is a part of my voice, just like introducing myself to you and saying, hello, my name is Viola Davis. Uh, she is set to play Michelle Obama in a Showtime series called First Ladies. Um, her actual production company, Jufi Productions, is producing this series. And what I really cannot wait for, she is also set to play Ma Rainey in a Netflix adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And I actually got to see that on stage before. And, yo, it's so good. It is so good. Anyway, uh, she grew up in Rhode Island as the fifth of six children. and. She has talked extensively about growing up in hunger and poverty, and I do believe she does some charity work about with um to um end child child hunger, you know, because of that. But with her production company, she creates her own work that is worthy of her talents. But she says she's worried about the actresses after her. She says there's not enough opportunities out there that bring that unknown, faceless black actress to the ranks of the known. It's, yeah, true. Also, I'm glad she's actually speaking about this now because I still remember her at the time just defending this, especially during her um, Oscar campaign. But now she says she regrets taking her role in The Help. She says, there's no one who's not entertained by The Help. But there's a part of me like I feel I betrayed myself and my people because I was in a movie that wasn't ready to tell the whole truth. The Help like so many other movies, was, she says, created in 
the filter and the cesspool of systemic racism. Wow. And um, like we were saying um, before, she even called out Vanity Fair's lack of inclusiveness during an interview with Vanity Fair. That's bullshit. <laughs> yes. yes. She says, they've had a problem in the past with putting Black women on the covers. But that's a lot of magazines. That's a lot of beauty campaigns. There's a real absence of dark-skinned Black women. When you couple that with what's going on in our culture and how they treat Black women, you have a double whammy. You are putting us in a complete cloak of invisibility. Viola. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> she also spoke about that 2014 New York Times piece where someone said she was less classically beautiful than Carrie Washington. Okay, but of that, she says, <laughs> I love this, whatever her name is from the New York Times. Just write a review. And not just writing a review, you have revealed your own underlying racism. All you see is a black woman. That's it. You don't see a woman. Whatever her name is. The disrespect. I love it. I love the disrespect. <laughs> it's not worth trying to remember her name. I love it. Exactly. Very so, good, Viola. Yeah. Very good. So, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just wanted yeah. to say that. That was great. Yeah. Okay. So, to Viola Davis and just absolutely slaying them pitches because I was just, ooh, had to catch my breath when I, when I saw that cover because she was just so gorgeous in it. She was so gorgeous. And, you know, that woman, she can't be stopped now. And I love it. I love just how she's just so willing to. To speak now, because like she was saying, like back when, you know, with the help, she was trying to defend it, you know, and I understand that. I really do. But now I'm glad she's in a place now she can say how she really feels about it. So to Viola Davis, we give a big Justice for widows. Yes, please. Y'all slept on that movie. It was brilliant. Yeah. And then then want to give all the shine to Hustlers. I'm like, shut up, please. Whatever. Anyway. Um, So our last week of Squee Worthy News is that Sierra Wilson uh, celebrated the birth of her new baby on Twitter. Uh... She announced that the name, the baby's name is Wynn Harrison Wilson mm-hmm. and born on July 23rd, eight pounds and one ounce. Mm-hmm. Showed a picture of Sierra with her husband, Russell Wilson. They looked um, happy, kind of worn mm-hmm. out, but happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so congrats to them and their family. Yes, I don't know. Well, they're working on a football team right there. They, you know, <laughs> almost, almost got a starting five. So, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to Sierra and Baby Win. So, to Sierra, we give a big scream. 
All right. Okay, so now we will take a brief detour into Inda's corner. And um, well, like we said earlier, Big Frida is about to or has a thing release a new EP louder. So if you love no, actually, this is actually perfect for the summer, even if we can't go out right now because we need something to get us moving and you know, just something lively. Cause I mean I realize I need a lot more stuff that's like stimulating and that's definitely big Frida. So I think she also just did a show recently too. Like maybe last night or night before she had a show, but I, I don't know how that was pulled off, but I'm pretty sure she actually did stuff to make sure, you know, it was safe and not too big a crowd and socially distance as much as possible or whatever. But I got to look that up. Cause I mean, big Frida just doesn't disappoint on the show. Okay. So, yeah, that um, one of the tracks I really enjoyed came out this past um, couple of weeks is Gerard Way. I think he's with this with My Chemical Romance, but that's actually they're huge, but they were after my time. So it's Gerard Way and it's featuring Judith Hill. If you know Judith Hill, poor thing, she was about to hit it right with Michael Jackson before he died. Then she was, you know, with Prince right before he passed in. But she actually did a, a, a recent album a couple of years ago that was really good. Um, I forget the name of the album, but it was it was really good. But she's featured on this track with the Gerard Way. It's called Here Comes the End. And it's a song from, that's going to be featured in the upcoming season of the Umbrella Academy. And I still hadn't watched the first uh, season of that, but I've heard really good things about it. It's, you know, people enjoy it, and um, Mary J. Blige is in it, which is actually why I wanted to check it out in the first place. And that's the one she and the dude who used to be on Misfits, apparently, working together on this. Well, they started working together on something else, too, so <laughs> I, um, I ain't mad. <laughs> Listen, Mary is our divorced auntie. If you wanna, if you want the mess, go to in this corner. That's I N D R N E R. Mary is living that post-divorce life. I am here for it. And if if anything, I from what my understanding, he went after her. I'm just saying, if she reciprocated, I ain't mad. Get your post-divorce auntie life, Mary. Oh, she's also about to um, release a um, Alana Wines. Yeah, so she's, she's Mary? To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody was like, we need, we still need the boots, though. I'm like, look, she's giving us the wine now to give us a reason to stay inside so that we can, you know, wear the boots outside when we're safe to go outside again. That's my, okay. that's my, that's my reasoning on that. So she's trying to. She's trying to help. <laughs> so, girl, yeah. Girl, we, we went a long way from... <laughs> yeah, we went a long way from this song. We are talking about Mary. <laughs> Come on back. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, a couple of album releases. Oceans of Slumber, my, one of my... Well, actually, probably my is my favorite prog metal group are about to release an album, I believe it's self-titled. This is due on August 28th. And also um, the lead singer, Kimmy Gilbert, she recently did an interview with um, Ghost Cult Magazine on their podcast. So if you want to go listen to that, it's like a, 
I think a little less than a half hour long. So you want to hear her talk about the album and she talks about covering Strange Fruit and stuff like that on it. So uh, I am ready for this album. I am also ready for Aluna Francis's new album, Renaissance, which is also due out on the 28th. And um, she um, just released the second single um, from that album. It's called Get Paid. And so, you know, that's the one I did just play that on the show last time. Because, you know, she's saying, yeah, she's wanting, you know, black girls and black women to get what they're worth, you know, and don't be afraid to don't be afraid to ask for it and, you know, get what you get your money, get paid. OK, so, um, yeah. And also just wanted to note, because I am just a huge fan of supporting the indie. I talked about it on me before, but the um, band camp who has been like for the past three or four um months have been on uh, the first Friday of every month waiving artist fees. And so everything that is sold that day goes all to the artists and the artists don't have to, you know, take any fees out to give to Bandcamp for that. They are doing this now every month for the rest of the year. So we have Bandcamp Fridays, first Friday of every month to the end of the year. And so far with this um, uh, incentive, They've raised more than $20 million for independent artists on those Bandcamp Fridays. And so the artists that I follow and stuff, though, they actually started catching on to it, too, because like you beginning the week before, like all of these messages like on, the, on these mailing lists that I'm on from um, artists that I follow on Bandcamp, like, hey, um, you know, this is going to be available. And I'm like, ah, the Bandcamp Friday is coming up. So if you have it in you, you um know some indie artists that have their stuff available on Bandcamp, please check them out on Bandcamp Fridays because I actually really do, if it's an um, artist on Bandcamp, I really do wait until Bandcamp Friday to buy their stuff so they can get all the proceeds from it. Even if it's not a lot, you know, you can you, know, you can have my little five, seven dollars <laughs> because, you know, I know nobody can tour it's a lot of people who did depend on touring, they can't tour right now because they don't have like that big a name and, you know, it's not safe. But you can still get their stuff on Bandcamp Fridays and I just wanted to to uh, say that and put that out there. So, um, yeah, like I said, like a couple of the things I mentioned in here before, those are the types of things you will find on um, the Black Swan Collective, which you can find on my Mixcloud page, uh, mixcloud.com slash Indalarn. So, if you, you know, want to listen to some... <laughs> Black Swan Collective on mixcloud.com slash I N D A L A U R Y N. Yeah. So. All right. So, with that, it is now time to catch the fade. And yeah, just, you know, try not to get too riled up. Try not to get too riled up, but. It's always some bullshit. There's always, always. Some bullshit. So yeah, yeah. So I wish I wish I wish there was fewer things that we could add to catch the fade, but yeah, and more things we could add to squeeworthy news. But yeah, seems like it's always the inverse. But um, yeah. so there was an article in Time magazine called "Why Are Black Women Ignored When It Comes to Social Change." 
we've seen this time and time again. Um, our ideas are taken um, by the mainstream and then our issues and our concerns are taken all the way out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it happen in the civil rights movement. We saw it happen in the anti-rape movement. We saw it. Mm-hmm. We saw it. We've seen. We're seeing it happen in the Me Too movement and also Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was an organization started by three women of color. Um, <laughs> three black women. Right. So, <laughs> so this, um, so this article just just talks about it. How our 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 work, our ideas are taken from us without credit um, by the mainstream, and then we're erased from these movements, and and our concerns are not centered. Somebody else's concerns in, end up being centered, usually white people's. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, um, yeah, we're we're seeing it now, even with, or you know, sometimes it's 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 black men that uh, end up being centered, like uh, right now, uh, with the movement against police brutality and mm-hmm. the movement to defund. And abolish the police. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's definitely um, being centered on anybody but black women. Um, so, uh, I guess the first step to changing this is acknowledging that it happens. Um, so now that we know, how do we do better? Is <laughs> The question that I pose to y'all, because I don't have the answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, so uh, that goes into catch the fade. And um, second thing is, I still don't understand this. I yeah. I went on Twitter the other day, and I'm like, what? Yeah, this cannot be real. But Megan The Stallion got shot by Tory Lane. Yeah, I don't really know who he is either, but I think apparently they're in a relationship, which makes this even worse. I hope they're not in a relationship no more, but yeah, it's none of my business. Exactly. But what you know, the I'm, fuck, though? Yeah, you shooting people in their feet, people you claim to like or love. I mm, anyway. But yeah, fuck out, fuck everybody online making jokes. Exactly. All of y'all. I mean, it's a, it's just another way. It's just another way to shit on black women, and I'm so tired. Just so so old. Like, don't like. What do y'all get out of this? Do y'all get a rush from it? Y'all. Y'all do this all the time. I just don't see how there could be any juice in it anymore. Like if you you don't get no good feeling from it, from just being shitty people. I don't get it. You know, it's like they really do not believe we feel pain. I mean, and in this case, physical pain, but also just, you know, 
like <laughs> this like this doesn't hurt <laughs> you know like I don't like I said I don't know what went down between the two but she was physically assaulted y'all and from this I mean from it might have been also he tried to kill her you know that's what was happening I don't know how it ended up she got shot in the foot and I'm just thanking I'm so thankful it wasn't worse than that but still she's been she's been maimed and doctors had to take bullets yes bullet fragments out of her fucking feet and y'all come on the internet and make jokes yeah what the fuck is wrong with y'all making jokes and then and also being transphobic and shit like that is so ugly and I'm being nice by saying it's ugly She got shot, y'all. She got shot. Somebody she knew and trusted shot her. And she got to live If that was y'all, y'all would want somebody to show you some fucking compassion. Seriously. If not, if not the internet, just, just, you wouldn't want people around you to be just making jokes and memes out of, out of your pain. Like, what? What's wrong with y'all? This is a she's a real person. Thank you. The fact that that has to be said. Uh, Anyway, even if she had, she still has not done a thing to y'all. Why are you offended by her existence? Because she's better than they faves, they male fave rappers. Mm-hmm. She's better than them. That's what got him mad. That's all I can think of. Mm-hmm. She 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 better than most of the women rapping out there. She's better mm-hmm. than all the men rapping out there, mostly. Yeah. Um, especially the the rappers coming out today. Yeah. She's just one of the best out there, yeah. and. And they mad. Y'all, y'all, y'all messed up trying to stand that girl that was over in the racial chat room showing feet. <laughs> y'all mad because it wasn't worth it. Because yep. y'all mad because y'all can't get, y'all, y'all never get Megan caught out there like that. Yep. That's, that's all I can think. That's all I can think. Otherwise, I just... I just figure these some hateful ass trolls on the internet. That's all I. That's all I can figure. Fuck y'all. Y'all can catch the face. Yep. All of them. All right. So okay. Managed to to keep that. Managed to keep that. Keep that pretty cool. So now we have a treat for you. So moving on to our next segment. This week in that print. Because you know yeah. what? <laughs> we need some we need something to, to celebrate and you know, just just enjoy. Just just because we can. Because like I said, we are grown. So uh who am I am I starting this one today or Yes. Yes you are. Okay. So Miss Thirst Trap, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't trap you. <laughs> that, uh-huh. that, I just showed you. I just showed you the video. <laughs> you showed me multiple. 
<laughs> just just throwing out some ideas. But um, our uh-huh. first <laughs> our first um, entry is this is a new one. You may remember him from a little show from back in the day called Star Trek Deep Space Nine, among other things. We are today we are adding Alexander Siddick. And I want to actually see if I can say his entire name because he deserves his entire name. Now, let's see. Girl. Siddick you know the thirst is real. Okay. Hit it. <laughs> Siddick El Tahir El Fadil El Siddick Abdurrahman. Sorry if I misplashed that. Muhammad Ahmed Abdel Kareem El Mahdi. Mm. <laughs> so, he Muslim is black. <laughs> mm. He is a Sudanese-born English actor. Professionally, first he was known Siddiq El Fadil. Then he changed it to Alexander Siddiq. And like we said, most known for Star Trek D Space Nine. And he was also known more recently for Game of Thrones. I also remember seeing him in an episode of um, uh, Merlin. And also, I'm just like, I'm just real jealous of old girl in this because he was in um, Peaky Blinders for a season. And uh, the woman who plays Polly, Helen McCrory, she had a, um, he was a love interest for her in that. And so... I am envious as all get out. Anyway, he was born November 21st, 1965 in Abdurman, Sudan. His father is Sudanese. His mom is English. And he's also um, has an older sister. Oh, no, no. His mom is um, Malcolm McDowell's older sister. Wow. I did not know that somehow. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Like we said, He's most known, Dr. Bashir, on um, Star Trek. And I'll have to admit, I wasn't feeling him then. I was not feeling him. You don't have to admit, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't. I mean, because I wasn't really into his character, because his character annoyed me. But then I saw him, like I said, I saw him more recently in like Merlin, which was about you know, 12 years ago, so, and I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> he has grown a beard, he's got some gray, <laughs> he is just, this, 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 is, this is my kind now, <laughs> you are just my kind, he aged well, he aged like some fine Sudanese wine, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm like, okay, Alexander, I'll, I will learn your entire name. I will say it correctly. In the bed. (laughs) Wherever he wants me to. (laughs) Oh, also, he was born November 21st, so Scorpio. Ah! (laughs) Wait, though. We are here. We are out here. Yes. Uh, Wait, I actually find this funny for some reason. His son is named Django. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, he's got a kid named Django, but okay, I'm not mad. But yeah, so um, it's Alexander Siddig, like here for a cat daddy, especially one with that nice gray beard I can just, you know, put my fingers in. Because man, he's fine. He's, he's fine to me now. 
Oh my God. Send all your bottles. Send everything to Indus Corner. That is I N D A S C O R N E R. Don't send it to me because I've always thought he was fine. <laughs> okay. Enda just likes vintage men. <laughs> and so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you told the whole, you went through the whole spiel about how you didn't think he was fine back in the day. Um, I thought he was fine. Don't at me. Don't at me. That's Enda. Look, so, his character annoyed me until okay. like season four. I N D A S C O R N. That's all I got to say. I don't want no problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm I'm past it. If you wanna, if you want look, if you wanna come, if you wanna come, correct me on this. I mean, you just told him mm-hmm. right in front of me. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. In that case, if he do, if he do, <laughs> I got some, I'll say I'll I'll start some smoke. <laughs> yes, I want all the smoke, Alexander. Yes, I'll talk the smoke. I'll, I'll I'll talk I'll talk some shit, and then yes. put my te- my telephone number on the timer. <laughs> <laughs> so put my address in the DMs. You know. Um, <laughs> slide into the the DMs Mr. Sadiq. Anyway we should move on before (laughs) (laughs) we get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, so from a cat daddy to another cat daddy who doesn't really look like a cat daddy because he's got a time machine or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um Daniel Day Kim, we got to mm. talk about it. Mm. He don't look 51. He looks mm. 31? Like, mm. it's ridiculous how fine he still is. Those cheekbones could still cut glass mm. at 51 years old. Yes. And I need to know what his moisturizer is, regimen is. <laughs> and, um... He's not, he's married, so I'd say I would like to be a part of that regimen, but he's married, <laughs> so I didn't say that. Um, wow, he's fine. And yeah. <laughs> as you can um, see, he's so fine, he's distracting. He really is. Um, yeah, it was a problem in pre-production this, <laughs> this today. Um, but he's going to be in a rom-com finally at 51 whole eight years of age. And I'm here <laughs> finally going to be in a rom-com. And I'm here for um, He's going to adapt the novel by J.C. Lee called A Sweet Mess. Um. Of course, he was also uh, in Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was playing, he was not playing the hero. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because he wasn't in the movie long, but, you know, he had to make way for Keanu. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Russell Wong. <sighs> um, mm. But uh, 
this is going to be really, really cute. Um, the rom-com is about a pampered socialite turned small town baker who loves her secluded life, but a cake mix-up and a jaded celebrity food critic threatens her hard-won freedom. The Fix? Go to California's wine country and guest star on the Critics' Cooking Show. Oh, I'm ready. Yes. I'm ready. This, this, this sounds really cute. Yeah. Ah, okay. Rom-coms are, yeah, this is what we need. This they definitely need, need to come back. Like, I mean, I don't know if anything could be put in production right now, but give us something. You know, because we need, we need our happy place right now. All right. And I'm, I'm just so glad that, you know, even Netflix has its problems. We talked about them last episode. Mm-hmm. They, have, they, have, they seem to have some problems with Black women creators, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, if they're trying to bring back the rom-com, I'm here for it. Exactly. And, um, anytime I get to see Daniel Day Kim grace my screen with the cheekbones yeah. and just his overall loveliness, I'm here for it. Yes. Wow. He looks really good. Um, <laughs> out these pictures. <laughs> no. To finish the show. You sit here staring at them all day. Wow. Man. But thank you for inventing cheekbones, sir. We appreciate it. Um, yes. Just everything about you. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Okay, so with that, now we can move on to Women's Vocab. And today's Women's Vocab, I know I've done this one before, but considering where we are right now, it bears repeating. So today's Women's Vocab word is privatization. Privatization simply means to shift control of government and or publicly owned entities to the private sector. Privatization occurs in many forms, including shifting responsibility of certain entities to the private sector, allowing the private sector to invest in one's public entities, including building, financing, and operating major infrastructure projects, and outsourcing. So Robert Poole is the first person to use the term privatization to refer to contracting out of public services. Privatization. And of course, y'all, do not let them defund the post office. That's all I'm going to say. Do not let them do this. Because I know right now they're trying to slow down the service and stuff and make them look bad. Like, okay, we need to, you know, do this and make it private so it'll run better. Y'all, this, this is all calculated. They're doing it on purpose. This is about the election? Yes. That clown knows that if he doesn't do these underheaded things and basically cheat like he did last time, yep. he's going to lose. Yep. Um, also, don't let Bezos, Bezos can't save y'all. He's not no. trying to save y'all. I don't need yeah. Be- Jeff Bezos to buy the post office. No. He's already got, he already bought the Washington Post. Yeah. I don't need him to privatize anything else. No. He's made how many billion since the fucking pandemic started. They're making they're trying to think of a new word for what he's approaching. Yeah. So no. 
We don't need we don't need him to we don't need him to do the post office. We don't. Because Jeff Bezos fuck about you. Does not. Nobody who has that much wealth <laughs> gives a shit about your well being. Certainly don't give a shit about the people working for him. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was our show, y'all. Again, we are Black Girl Squee on Tumblr, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Again, I am Inda at Inda's Corner. Um, we have also Dee Dee at Dust Daughter and together uh, at Black Girl Squee on the Twitters. And you can also contact us on our email, blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast um, wherever you find podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcast and your favorite podcatcher by using our RSS feed. And all of our episodes are up at blackgirlspeedsumprice.com. So, until next time, bye! bye.